They're so much fun. You can go Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Oh my God. <laughs> With us today is the incredibly, wonderfully pregnant Brienne. Yo! Also with us today is the incredibly lactating Rick. Yo, ow. (laughs) He hurt himself that time. That was self-inflicted. And finally with us today is the tea-swilling wonder himself from Sweden, David. Cheerio. Hello. Cheerio. I like to put the milks in my Cheerios. I'm not in the big I'm waving. I saw your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) So shiny. It's quite the forehead. It's uh, I get more and more forehead every day or every year. You get more forehead. I have all forehead. I'm only forehead. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I, 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 it just doesn't stop with me. Yeah. You, you want some forehead? Come to Jeff. It's your forehead until it hits your back. Get over here. I can give you some forehead. I uh, I don't even I'm trying to right now to f- contemplate what forehead getting forehead from Jeff would be. <laughs> Is it a? I mean, does it involve uh, some sort of uh, a uvula? Gen- <laughs> it involves a uvula. <laughs> exactly. Lots of forehead. All right. Okay. Well, you know. he knows. <laughs> He's been there. Hmm. <laughs> What is this now? What did you just pour for us? This is the Deutsche Fog Pale Ale from Wander Brewing. Would like to try it? It's very citrusy. It's it's almost pineapple-y almost. It's really yummy. Oh yeah, it's very very yummy. Yeah. Ooh, sour. <laughs> sour. <laughs> Remember, I literally get to like wet my lips, and that's that's what I got. That's all you get. Oh, oh it's this like, is that's actually like sour. So. Yeah, it's like forehead. <laughs> it's like lots of forehead. <laughs> you hear a lot of this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Boys. Yeah. Boys in the toys. Oh, God. It's fun, though. It. Yeah. No, this is actually a very good beer. I like this beer. I'll, I'll need a few more sips to, you know, judge it properly. Yeah. Of course you will. Or glasses. You can't just make a judgment based on a, you know. You know, a couple of sips. Tiny, yeah, of course. Half a beer. <laughs> First beer. Second beer. Yeah, this is really good. I, 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 I'm really getting the citrusy mm-hmm. taste to it. Yeah. Uh, this is good. It's very good. I so, like what's it. our subjects yes. today? Subject guy. Subjects. Okay, let me listen. To <laughs> Speaking of old, are we going to do some activities? Speaking of old podcasts. <laughs> time for circle time. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. I don't know what our subject. Oh, you know what our subjects are is why I didn't know what UA meant in the chat. Oh my god, today. I, can't I can't believe you don't know that. <laughs> UA, I'm supposed to know what that. What kind means... of Boy Scout are you? Well, wow, man, I'm getting attacked here. <laughs> Wait, you're no, a urine, Boy Scout? No. Urine, urine would... analysis. See, I've always yeah. heard it said urine analysis as one word. So urine that's why I, I guess I, my mind didn't immediately mm-hmm. jump to UA. It's okay. I think of I, one we word. still love you. Mm-hmm. We still accept oh, you. Oh, but the, uh, but yes, the fact. But you're incredible is two words? What? The fact that it's done, you said it was done to Dairy Queen employees. Yeah. 
Yeah, they drug tested Dairy Queen. Well, since when do Dairy Queen employees fly airplanes? Uh, <laughs> it's like I don't understand. No, it's, it's, surgery. it's actually yeah. surprising the standards to get jobs in fast in the fast food industry right now. They've increased the qualifications, so lots of folks without GEDs or who use drugs or prescription meds yeah. can't get jobs there anymore. That's really pointless. Yeah. So I spent the day trying to get this kid a job at Dairy Queen who uses drugs. I think I did it. We'll find out. Yeah. How did you, uh, did you have to do some She beat the cup for us, but now he's breaking. No. <laughs> Jesus. No. I ended up calling corporate and had to speak to a very nice lady with a foreign accent. Yeah. As she took my information, I kept trying to tell her, this is confidential. No, I cannot tell you who I'm calling about. Nope, it's still confidential. Nope, I have, this is a client who would like to apply. We just need to know, do you guys do drug testing because he uses medical marijuana? Oh, well, can you have, give me his name and tell me where you're applying to? No, you just need to tell me, do you guys actually drug test in Washington state? Because this is a national corporation Mm -hmm. or international corporation. Mm -hmm. I need to know what the rules are in Washington. Well, we can't actually give you that information. So let me call the place that you want to actually talk to. I'm like, well, why don't I just call them? Yeah. At this point, you're useless. Yeah. But she was very nice in her uselessness. They're, they're concerned about marijuana. That's, that's. See, that's why I think Washington State should have also banned any employer from testing for that inside Washington State. So you can keep your company policy, whatever you want it to be, but you're not allowed to test anybody in Washington State for can that. Can we test one person? Test who? Ambulance drivers. Yep. No, no, there's, there's certain jobs <laughs> I where I, be, I'm okay I with I don't think that. it should Imagine be Imagine him banned. going like four miles an hour and like, dude... <laughs> Uh, dude, I know this guy in the back's bleeding to death, but there's like a pizza place between here and the hospital. So I don't think it Ran should out be of granola, man. banned per se, the UAs, because it's pretty important, especially for jobs like like ambulance drivers, EMTs, okay, caregivers yeah. who are always on 24-7 call, who need to be sober and at work if there's an emergency. But yeah. I think for like fast food restaurants, banned. we might want to keep the policy of just like drinking. Don't show up stoned. Don't show up drunk. Yeah. Do your goddamn job. Go home. Have fun. Well, I think we talked about this like a couple episodes ago. Everybody I've ever worked with who did a lot of like pot smoking, were, they were n- never the stereotypes of the, like the people who couldn't think straight or do anything or get anything done. They were always like these go-getters, like got things done, creative thinkers, of course, <laughs> problem solvers. I've never worked with somebody who smoked a lot of pot and was like, Completely mentally useless or couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. I That's mean, because I'm those sure. people can't get jobs because they're useless. And they can't <laughs> do anything. But they probably were like that before they smoked weed. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's so why I don't know what the concern is. It wasn't me. the weed that made them that way. Yeah. They're using the weed as an excuse to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But who knows? Oh, I've know. known those people. I think the stereotype of the of the pot burnout is. I don't pot know, maybe burnout. I know. A pot burnout. That's what I know. It's stupid. It it's ridiculous, but it's out there. Popularized in '80s teen movies, and that's kind of where the trope comes from. Oh yeah, okay. '80s teen movies. Those fucking things, which I never Breakfast saw. Breakfast Club. Any of. <laughs> oh, I Ted, saw that one. Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. I saw that one. Is that the '80s? Which Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted? No, Bill and Ted. Uh, the second one came out in like 1990. Or something like that. Is war games and it was originally teenage? supposed to be called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. <laughs> oh, really? Is what it was supposed to be called. But when they went to go do like whatever it was they wanted to do, they couldn't say the word hell. 
So, like on television, or you know, they couldn't do it oh, in geez. certain circles and yeah. that and the other. So, they had to change the name to Bogus Journey. Hmm. But now we're getting a third one. So, hey, speaking of '80s teen comedies, <laughs> in the ongoing effort to revive everything from the previous generations. Yes. Well, it's not like we're the first one to ever do it. Yeah, I know that. We're only the fifth or seventh generation to actually do this. So. Yeah. It's the reason Ben Hur has been made like 15 times. Speaking of which, why are we all yeah, sitting here? Oh. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind 2039. <laughs> and you won't. Ooh, that'd be awesome. 2039, Gone with the Wind. Ooh, yeah. It'd be five minutes, and it'd just be two peop- two Southerners standing around going, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know nothing about hunting no replicants. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Replicants? <laughs> I thought they were replicants. <laughs> that's that's what we <laughs> got to keep them Wait, off the border. They need <laughs> replicants. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny. Ignore replicants. Me. I got it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, that's what they need to do. That's the next genre: is mashup movies like Blade Runner and Gone with the Wind. Mash them up. You know, put them together. <laughs> take take two movies that do not belong together and remake them together into one movie. I have a feeling they've done that. Like short, have they? Sharknado. Okay, yeah, all right. I got it, yeah. Got it. Twister and Jaws thrown in together. (gasps) What do you get? (laughs) Flying sharks? Like like one flew over the hostel? Oh, no. I like it. No, that that sounds... I I had to walk away from the movie after I watched them slice open the guy's Achilles tendon. That was it for me. I had to get up and leave. Oh, I've never seen hostel. Snakes on the Orient Express. There we go. Snakes. I'll watch that one. <laughs> Who put all these motherfucking snakes on my motherfucking train? <laughs> oh my god, I would love it. But yeah. it, it, it would be Samuel L. Jackson as Perot. Save Mama from the Towering Inferno. <laughs> Save Mama from the Towering Inferno. Like that That's a good one. Throw Mama from the Towering Inferno. Yeah. Lord of the uh, Poseidon Adventure, <laughs> the Princess Bride Diaries. No, oh my God, that would be amazing. Can we please? I thought you were going to say that would be oh, horrible. No, Princess Diaries was hilarious. Are you kidding me? Julie Andrews was great. I haven't seen it. What I know. Beauty and the Thing. Beauty and the. Th- I would watch that. Too. Oh, that would be now. There Beauty we go. Beauty and the Thing would be awesome. Uh, the Kingdom of Outpost 43. <laughs> that would be awesome. I like it already. Uh, yep. We've just created a new genre. Mm-hmm. Mash take it, Take it, Hollywood. Run. I think they already have. <laughs> to the hills. Yeah. Run to the hills. Run I should not sing this song. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. Yes. I played Rock Band, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually knew that song already, but I knew that from Rock Band because I'm not old. I'm not old. Well, no, that's, that's not true. Not I'm old. also because that was that was uh, that was Rush, right? No, no, it was who was that? Iron Maiden from the Iron 80s. Maiden. Really? Wow. Oh God, she's making me feel older every second she speaks. <laughs> that was Depeche Mode, right? <laughs> oh come on! I'm not oh, right that in the eye. Uh. Really? I thought I could have. Been... Oh, I think I'm getting mixed up with something else that was a similar song. There's another one on Rock Band that was like right yeah. below it. Yeah. I think what was it? It was probably an R. Oh. With an R. No, it was. I did get it mixed up with the Rush song, but I can't. 
Uh, Run to the Hills? You got no. mixed up with a Rush song? Yeah, I did. Oh. Well, because they all they sound like little girls that are screaming on their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> right in the eye. Getting it right in the eye. <laughs> well, she's got a point, unfortunately. I kind of <laughs> she does. She does. I didn't say she didn't have a point. No, I'm, a, I'm actually a fairly big fan, or not fairly big fan, obviously, but I, I do really enjoy Rush. I own mm-hmm. most of their discography. Mm-hmm. Discography? That's how you say the word? Dis- yeah, discography. works yeah, for me. Cool, good enough. <laughs> Iron Maiden, not so much. Yeah? But a few. Yeah. I like their posters. I had a bunch of their posters when I was a kid. I didn't like the band very much. But Iron Maiden? Yeah. Yeah? I was afraid of Iron Maiden. <laughs> you were afraid of Iron Maiden? <laughs> I remember I grew up religious, so for me, they were like the 666, Number of the Beast stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. That used to freak me out. But then it kind of kind of got into them without, you know, it just like they won me over eventually. They just hearing, snuck so. up on you. Yeah. And I was like, got eh. into your ear hole. I kind of like this. I don't like the lyrics. I don't like the lyrics. And then they eventually, you know, eventually. I don't like the lyrics. <laughs> it's too much about Satan. I don't, why do they have to always sing about that? And then Striper came along and I was like, okay, no. <laughs> that was the Christian rock, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, you know what's really funny is you read about those bands, and it's like most of those Christian bands were like a million times worse than the, uh, you know, bands like Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. It's like you hear about all these things that would go on backstage, all the drugs and sex, and everything. It's like, really? This is a Christian band, and that's, you know, it's. Uh, it paid dividends. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> No, I remember my cousin who went to a Christian school and everything and got an education in nothing. Um, but <laughs> he he listened to all that, like Striper, and he, every time he came over, he was she's a couple years older than me, but every time he came over, you really have to listen to this band. <laughs> Dude. <clears throat> Played me Striper, and there was like three or four. I used to know what they were called. Yeah. yeah. But uh, three or four others that were like that, and it was just like, I don't know. That was all during that phase when when I was a when I was in high school I really liked heavy metal other than you know the few yeah. scary bands that I was kind of keeping at arm's length but um yeah there I went through like about a year where I got into all the like kind of the glam bands and stuff and Striper was nice. part of that I know glam bands what well, you know what I I'm mean thinking Mott the Hoople Dawkins David Bowie that kind of stuff um, glam Thompson Twins uh, Thompson Twins slightly different Thompson genre <laughs> nice but um yeah I don't know and it took me about a year before I realized I hated it all you know and especially the especially oh the, the big hair band pseudo- yeah yeah about. yeah okay yeah whatever oh yeah right right no the glam metal glam metal of the yeah. 80s that's, yeah. that's what it is yeah sorry yeah wrong wrong group um but yeah, it's I'm like, thinking it's like Thin Lizzy, and you're going straight. To yeah, no, those bands are kind of cool because they're yeah, the ones who kind of awesome. started that. These guys just kind of dug it back up and <laughs> tried to revive it. We're going to be manly with big hair. Yeah. <laughs> bands use more Aquanet in the '80s than all the uh, uh, teenagers combined. Yeah. Yep. This is why our environment is suffering. <laughs> I blame '80s rock bands. Absolutely. Yeah. 80s rock bands, wow. No. The only good thing about the 80s is that it gave birth to the 90s. (laughs) All the bands that came around in the 90s were mostly reacting to the kind of, you know, like in the late 80s, it got really dominated by a lot of fakey crap. You know, like a lot of What is fakey crap? Stuff that's propped up or, or created in the studio. You know, a lot of, a lot of bands. You know, that's when the yeah, lip, like, lip syncing you know, started. NWA. And, 
No, 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 no. I'm talking <laughs> about like you. bands. Well, that's what he's talking about. I'm like, I don't no. know this 80s prop up. You don't um, remember that? How how commercialized it got in the 80s? The late you don't remember 80s? how commercialized it got in the 90s? It's yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> we at least at, we at least a took a couple kid steps in the 90s and I knew that stuff. No, no, it's always been commercial. There have always been bands like that. Yeah, There's but it bands got like really... that today that were like just sewn together because some guy went, "Oh, I got an idea for a band. Here Isn't you go. There's was? the monkeys." <laughs> you know, it's what? Like, I said, wasn't that what garbage was? Like, literally, producers got together and built a band based on what people liked, and thus bo- gave birth to garbage. Really? Yeah. Was it garbage? There was also the Spice Girls. Yeah, Spice oh yeah, Spice Girls. Girls. Backstreet Boys, Sync. Yeah, all the boy band type yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah band they were literally, they were literally advertisements from a, from a record label that said, we think people are ready for another boy band, so let's advertise for a boy band. Same oh. with the Spice Girls. It was an advertisement that they were like, we need a, a girl band, so That's we're going right. to hire a bunch of girls and make a girl band. So the band was a concept before the people became part of it. That's right. I remember mm. now watching documentaries about boy bands and girl bands, I guess, because I don't know how to cl- People bands. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they had actually like additions and tryouts. So. In 2018, we don't like to be too gender specific about the because, bands. Because, because man bands. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Well, a bunch, bunch of guys in their 40s. <laughs> you guys know about the Korean boy band that's actually a bunch of girls, right? Oh, no. What's yeah. Yeah, oh, there's, yeah. There's, a, there's a Korean boy band, but they're actually all women. And they're purposefully oh, androgynous, funny. and everyone loves them. They're actually really talented, too. Like, they're there's, super good. Yeah. Can't remember the there, name, there's though. A, there's a Swedish, a Swedish uh, man. He's not a boy anymore. Um, from northern Sweden. You've checked. Who, <laughs> I don't know if, if he's still really popular, but for years, he was a very, very, very famous uh, super popular um, Japanese female artist. <laughs> and, like everybody cool. knew, like it wasn't a thing. I mean, he yeah. was a he yeah. was a boy from northern Sweden that was a female singer in Japan. Hmm. Well, I know Japan has uh, one of those girl bands, but there the, there's like. A hundred and sixty members of it. <laughs> Quite literally, they put on like multiple concerts at a time. Yeah, there's just yeah, so like many a, of them, like and they all have. And the, the big thing with like J-pop bands and these these kind of groups is like they all have different personalities. Yeah, you know, and they 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 tout themselves with that personality. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing I'd ever. Yeah, weird. but doesn't the doesn't the boy band thing have its roots in the eighties though? Isn't that when that first emerged? I would say the fifties. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. They're definitely well, but that. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was I gonna say there's that, definitely yeah. bands from the forties and fifties that were groups of singers who danced and put on shows and were sex icons. But at that time, that was, I mean, most people, most performers didn't write their own music back in that period. Yes, they did. Uh, not all of them. No. Most, most, it most was unusual. Wasn't. It was no, considered that, unusual. That whole thing is, that, that concept of a band writing its own music is fairly new. See, I have, a, I have a, a weird little thing that I, I always say this to people, Beatles fans get really pissed. Because <laughs> I always say, I'm and I don't mean this the way it comes off at first, because it's just a, it's an as observation. As it comes off. It comes off. Trust me. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the 
I always I always point out that the Beatles were the first boy band. Not that they not that they were put together or constructed. No, I would it's agree. It's that they were so popular the music industry looked at that and said, How can we keep duplicating that? And if you look, you know, there's always the artsy one. There's always the one that the girls love. There's always the rebel, you know. And, and then there's, there's the Ringo. <laughs> there's the Ringo. Hey, hey, let's not dig on Ringo. <laughs> there's the Ringo. Leave Ringo alone. Which one do you think the Ringo is? He wrote some really cute Don't songs. Don't fuck that guy. <laughs> Here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Leave Ringo alone. Leave Ringo alone. <laughs> the octopus's garden. Really, Ringo? <laughs> God there was a lot of drugs it. back then, man. No more acid for Ringo. What's that? What's the, the standard joke? Is what's the drummer's last thing he said, or what's the last thing a drummer says before getting kicked out of the band? Hey guys, I wrote a song. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. But the music industry is always, since it's you know very beginnings, has always had the that that mentality of trying to make money, and yeah. especially off of something that's popular. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I say it. It's like I think the Beatles were the template that became. That's where the boy band thing came from. Even though I don't I think it was happening in the forties and fifties too. But yeah, maybe especially the fifties really started that because everyone was trying to come out with the next Elvis. Is really if you want to go back that far. Yeah, you know that's yeah. what everyone wanted. Right. So. But the thing is, is that boy bands before the Beatles or before that era weren't able to capitalize on their image because their their TV wasn't as prominent a part of the culture at the time. Yeah. So boy boy bands that were around that were, they were playing to much smaller venues because they were playing for their local, their local, they toured a lot. They were playing for their, for larger cities. They weren't, and they were selling out, internationally on records and it's hard to sell a boy band with a record right mm. yeah see that's why i think um like the things you might identify as the boy bands of the 40s and 50s or like i guess even the beach boys you could look at that and and lump them in with that i mean the beach boys spawned a lot of those type of bands yeah. that like jan and dean weren't a band until somebody conceptualized them as right. one right they they weren't together i don't believe so um, uh, there's a bunch of bands from the fifties yeah. that were like that, like Frankie in the Valley, Frankie in the Four Seasons, like that whole, that style was distinctly theirs, but then there was like five others that came out just after them right? that were conceptualized and as you, them. And you also, so maybe you also not, have to remember that, oh, maybe they didn't sorry. coalesce into like the boy band stereotypes, like, uh. You know, uh, you know that one and this one and the other one and the you know right, crazy right. one. They didn't maybe have that, but they did have those styles of things. Like whenever you have a, a blockbuster film like The Avengers, now all of a sudden there's fifty other cheesy ass like B movie style ones that are coming out. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I think that's. I mean, I think that's what Dave was re- referencing was the fact that they didn't in that era they didn't so much have the the mechanisms to sell their personality as part of it. I mean, you still had to be a really good band. I guess I shouldn't say as much as I want to dump on the band, boy bands from the 80s and 90s. I guess they did have some talent, but... And you also you also have to consider that the further we get away from that time period, the more we lose of the music from that time period. And I'm not talking about the good classic stuff. I'm yeah. talking about the shit that played in between all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, 
it's just like if you remember growing up. I mean, yes, of course, when we listen to music from the 80s and the 90s, today we listen to the stuff that's good and that's lasted over time and at least was good for us. But yeah. you got to think that when they were playing music on the radio 24 hours a day or however oh, long yeah. a day, is that of the six songs that day that might have been really good that they played a bunch of times, there was 20 songs in between each of those that will never be remembered. Right. And it was exactly the same in the 50s and the 40s and the 30s and the 20s and the 60s, is that between between every Beatles song that is remembered as really good from that time period, there were 30 songs in between that nobody will ever remember because they're fucking horrible. They call <laughs> it puppy love. So, I mean, and those are the songs that don't get on the... This is this is the '80s or this is the '60s albums. Yeah, they're because and so we lose that music. So when we look back and we're like, "Oh, the music from the '50s was great." Well, it wasn't necessarily any greater than the music from today. It's just we've had 50 years to forget all the shitty music. Yeah, but some of the the yeah. famous music is pretty shitty music sometimes. So, oh, well, that, you know. that may be a bit taste change over time. But you got to think if. I mean, if this, even if the, if the really good stuff from the time period is really shitty, I mean, imagine how shitty the shitty stuff was. <laughs> so you're saying shittiness is relative. <laughs> there's a there's a shittiness there's a there's a shittiness scale or uh, you know a spectrum as well, it were. It's really it's a phenomenon that's that's the same over any kind of art form. Yeah. Or things like that. I mean, if you look back and be like, oh, why don't we have painters like Picasso anymore? Why don't we have painters? Why don't why don't we have um, why don't we have mm. Beethovens anymore? Things like that. Well, we do. The difference is is that our current modern day Beethovens are in a pile of a whole bunch of other people that totally suck. Yeah. Just like Beethoven. <laughs> just like Beethoven in his time yeah. was a shining star in a whole sea of crap. We just don't know any of the crap now. Right. That's actually you know it lasted. one of the things I love to do and and this doesn't happen very often but when it does i oh man it's like one of my favorite things is about when you stumble across an old band that's more or less been forgotten and you find and they're like actually pretty damn good or they have one or two songs just, that are pretty amazing I, I have a new favorite band that's exactly that who's that what's that they're um it was actually in the 70s they started in the early to mid 70s and they're a predominantly a black rock band oh yeah like serious rockers um, and uh, they're fronted by a woman who is absolutely fucking amazing, yeah. and they're called Mother's Finest. And they opened for some of the biggest acts in the 70s, like rock acts. They yeah. opened for, like, Kiss and, you know, Thin Lizzy and all these other bands. And, and from, uh, like, people who were at those concerts, they yeah. outdid the actual band they opened for. Yeah. That's how awesome they are. Yeah. And they're actually still together today and touring. Oh no, kidding! But they—they're almost completely forgotten of from that time. I, that is so sad. It's man. So weird because they didn't get barely any radio play. Yeah, yeah. So and they're fucking awesome. If you ever get that, a chance to listen, that's to what them. I discovered. Most of these bands, most of the ones that I can name from uh, Pandora, yeah, just putting it on something that you you like, and then having just out of the blue, occasionally something will come up, and you go, "What the hell is that?" And it'd be like, where? How come I've never heard of this band? Like, there was one that uh, there's a song called "You Point Your Finger" by a band called Pato, P A T T O, from the late '60s, and they were in that that era, that period of time where it was kind of going from everyone sounding like the Beatles to kind of everyone being a little more artsy. 
like it, it, like Led Zeppelin type stuff where it was in oh black. Led Zeppelin's artsy. Well, but by comparison to a lot of stuff from the from the sixties, yeah, and Black Sabbath, you know, it was like getting a little heavier. Yeah, they and a little... also they opened for Black Sabbath as well. Yeah, this band did. But um, I it it amazes me that bands. You know, there are bands like that out there who are just like they had these uh, one or two really great songs and mm-hmm. they've been completely forgotten. And, um, you know, I've since tracked these guys down. They were really obscure. I, f- I managed to find their album as a not legally downloadable anywhere. I had to unfortunately go elsewhere to get yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, most of the, most of the songs kind of suck. Yeah, I recently joined Amazon idea. Music, so I've been downloading albums. Oh, yeah. And I've yeah. been listening to some of the... And it was funny because I was <laughs> listening to Mother's Finest the other day, and my, uh, my overnight minion comes into the office and is like, what is that? That's awesome. What was that, like, from the 90s or something? I was yeah. like, no, it's from, like, 1975. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? Yeah. I mean, they, they're really fucking awesome. They're yeah. kind of almost ahead of their time. It's cool. Yeah, very cool band. But yeah, there's another well, that band. That might be one of that might be one of the reasons that they were so forgettable at the time, is that people just weren't ready for that. It's just too damn loud. <laughs> Meanwhile, I found uh, someone has done research about why everyone hates Nickelback, <laughs> and that is what I've been reading this whole time. Why? Why does everyone hate Nickelback? So number one, they are boring. They suck. <laughs> the lyrics are, uh, or the the music, the way it's played out is very formulaic, and they expect that from like a pop band or a country finger, singer, but not like a rock grunge band, which is what they sell themselves as. Yeah. Um, essentially, the Kmart Kardashians of rock and roll. <laughs> um, they seem fake. Oh, hey, look, my thing's playing again. They seem fake <laughs> because they borrow from other artists and genres without adding anything new. Yeah. And then the third one is that their lyrics are really boring. They have been um, assessed to be worse than Eminem's, Mariah Carey's, and Nicki Minaj's. And even though they're targeted at women, which is fine, they are the equivalent to an eight-year-old's understanding of music. <laughs> so while they guys, these guys are popular because, speaking of pumping music out, I mean, critically, they, they hit all the targets. Yeah. But people hate them because they're not original. They're not rock and roll as much as they want to be rock and roll. And when I have a third grader, my third grader would understand those lyrics. I would not have to explain it to them. So right. they're not complex at all. <laughs> well, and, and this is that this, explains my 10 year old's taste in music. Yeah. And this, this study was actually done by a woman in Finland. I wonder if they put her name on here. I hope they put her name on here. Let's see here. Well, while she's researching this woman's name, yeah. what did you think of this beer? I loved it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Two? Yeah. I thought it was a three. It, it's just it's really? the nickelback of Wander Beers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I thought it was more the Hoobastank of uh, <laughs> Wander Beers. <laughs> I was gonna point Stingy. out I was gonna point out oh, that what she just name. described though it applies to a lot of bands that came out around the same time the nickelback came out, and that was one of them. It was the late nineties though. Yeah, that was a lot a lot of that was happening. So the study on nickelback is yeah. front but done by a Finnish researcher, Sally Antonin. Okay. There's Way to go, Sally oh, Antonin. She's very cute. She's very she's adorable. Cute. There she goes. That is that's that's blonder than anyone should be. She's the nickelback of researchers. <laughs> oh, be nice. <laughs> no, she's not. This is this is a very confusing she's, problem. She looks I, like one of the children of the damned. I've always yes. wondered though, we hate nickelback so much, but why do we keep hearing them all the time? Because I don't think I don't think I've heard nickelback in a See, decade or more. Are you, yeah, they're still releasing the music. The problem is, is that they? hating Nickelback yeah. keeps them alive. <laughs> like, we keep them alive with our hate. 
pretty much. Keep them alive with our hate. And just come, think about this for a second. There's Nickelback groupies. That, there oh, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have, they're fully grown humans. I have friends on my Facebook page who occasionally you know, like will post something about Nickelback. I'm like, oh my god, really? Nickelback? Why? So, Why? The only time I ever hear Nickelback is a joke like I just made. Like yeah. this is the Nickelback yeah. of beer. This is I the love, only time I ever hear. I love the idea though Nickelback. that they thrive on our hatred. That's so <laughs> does anyone remember of a band called Nickel Creek that came out around the same time Nickelback did? Oh, those poor guys. Yes, they were they dead. They died. <laughs> well, they didn't actually die. I think they're alive and well. But no, their careers were short-lived because they were the country form of Nickelback. Oh, oh, Nickel so you had Nickelback Creek. and you had Nickel Creek. Nickel Creek. Woo. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Let's listen to Nickel Creek. Hey, hear me listen <laughs> yeah, to Nickel Creek. I'll find Creek. some Nickel Creek for your ass. Oh, my God. I'm sure you will for my ass. Nickel um, uh, Creek. No, I didn't. Uh, this beer needs something like I don't know whiskey or something with it. Otherwise, I, don't I, play all I liked it. I liked it a lot. Go. It needs something. This beer needs something like another beer. <laughs> it does, but I don't want to have another beer of this unless I have something to. No, this would I mean, be a good. A, complete, uh, a completely other beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Nickel Creek. I'm having. Oh. I actually today I actually bought from local <laughs> breweries. Swedish breweries. I got. Um, I just had a Popples New World India Pale Ale. Yeah. It's an um, uh, organic uh, beer. Six point five percent. Fifty IBUs. It's pretty good. That's an IPA. Is fifty IBUs? Yeah. Uh, they're missing something. They're oh, they're brewing for Swedish people. Never mind. Yeah, you have to uh, observe the whole IBUs. Yeah. Usually, you'll get uh, like any IPA is going to be like the seventies or something like that. Seventies to eighty. No, no, no. It's the it's the legume thing coming back into play. The you don't, you oh, don't want yeah. it too bitter. Legume. <laughs> it's only bitter enough. It's just just enough. It's only as much bitter as you need. <laughs> How is it? How would you rate it? Uh, it was drinkable. I mean, it was. Maybe a two, three, yeah, out of five. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely a two. I think it was a three, but that's okay. You you can be wrong. <laughs> but the second one that I'm having is a passion pale ale from the same brewery. Yeah, it's yeah. It's five point two percent. It's forty IBUs. It's organic, and that's about all I can read on it because it's in Swedish. So. <laughs> no, no Swedish romance text. Romance no, copy. No, romance well, I mean it, it's here. Yeah. It says, Erlen som du heller i din hand er i grunden av Kind of kills the romance. That's good enough. Yeah, that's, uh, I like it. Good enough for who it's for. It's got me going. Well, I think we might have romance copy on this one. Ooh, we do. On a wander beer, we have romance copy. And now, romance copy. (laughs) Here we go. With Jeff. Let's do it. The Journey. Our wander wander all of a sudden I talk like this. Our wander barrel project beers are individual expressions of our brewers' integrity as they blend yeast, bacteria, and a variety of barrels. Yeah. Uh whatever this is called. Uh fermented cleanly. 
and then spent 18 months aging in oak barrels inoculated with additional yeast strains and oh multiple God. cultures of lactobacillus yeah. and uh, paradisiasis. I don't know. Uh, unfiltered, unpasteurized, and distinctly unique. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm having... It smells so bad, guys! Oh. <laughs> mm. It's weird. I'm having I'm oh. having a good and bad reaction oh. to it. Ooh, I can smell good. that from across the table, and it is awful. No. <laughs> There's, it is good. I oh. like some of it. I don't like other parts. I don't know. Maybe that's the intended effect or something, but it's I just a... It so exceeds your expectations because it smells so bad. <laughs> so suvili. It's a Flanders-style red ale aged in oak barrel. Hey, neighbor. And it's 6.6% 6. 6 alcohol by volume. <laughs> you said Flanders-style, so I said, hey, neighbor. Hey, ho, neighbor. Howdly doodly. It's good. I like it. I, I oh. think I would err on the side of liking it, but it's uh, it's got a... Really unusual taste. It has, does have a microphone. pungent nose to it. There we go. It has a pungent nose <sighs> to it. It really does have a pungent nose, it's but different. the flavor it is smells amazing. It's awful. different. It's, there's a lot of flavor in it. Unlike the last beer, where there was absolutely no flavor. <laughs> this is where they hit this all the flavor. This was a one-note beer. I mean, I understand it's a pale ale. It's kind of supposed to be a one-note beer, but yeah. it, it was like a pale ale that was trying to be an IPA, and there was just no um, um, P in my A. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I just I liked it more than you did, though. I think... Um, yes, you did. I don't think it was that complex at all, but... This is extremely complex. It is, and it's so complex that I'm, I'm having a hard time... Making a, a really good, accurate judgment of it. I'm not sure what to say. So I'm watching a video. It's because it's ha it's National Wine Day according to the Lad Bible. Oh. And there's a wine. There's a. It's got all these wine attachments. And there's one that you can screw on a wine glass to a wine bottle and just chug a lug, and it'll just keep going. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My wife really stopped drinking wine. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow, I feel like we should like have a day of mourning or something. About that. Well, it happened a long time ago. She just decided oh, one oh. day that uh, wine was just it was too fattening. Yeah. Really, Dave? What did really? What did Dave do? He has an he article on Oakley Doakley. <laughs> Oakley Doakley. He's a meteor. Metalcore <laughs> band from Phoenix, Arizona. Oakley that play metal music. Oh my God! Really, Ned a Flanders metal band. Metal music themed around it's enemy a Ned characters. Flanders heavy Flanders. metal band. Oh no way! That sounds <laughs> awesome. That sounds genius. Please Where tell we me. Hear them? Please tell me that there's a couple members of Striper in this. <laughs> no. Hold on. Oh my Just God! Bled I'm Ned. really, I'm really hoping there's uh, members of like Slayer in this. So here's here's yeah. the members: Blood Ned, Head Ned, Red Ned, Stead Ned, Thread Ned. <laughs> Oh my it's god! Comedy rock. That's like the um, Ramones, you know. They're going with the uh, everybody's got the same name. I it's like not that. as fast as Bartcore and a little cleaner than Krusty Punk. <laughs> Those are also things. Oh, okay. Well, I got that completely figured out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and they're dressed like them too. Do you find a picture of them? He did. 
Oh. You need to keep up with the chat. I'm keeping up. Hey, hey. Old man. You know, we're also chatting during this uh, podcast on I don't, our phones. I, that's rude. Yeah, it's, it's just rude. rude. That is very rude. rude. During the podcast. And all you can see is my nose. Just, just my <laughs> nose in the phone. <laughs> So I'm I'm kind of curious what Oakley Dokley white wine spritzer. Let's hear what Oakley Dokley sounds like, shall we? Rock lobster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? I'm confused so far. I don't understand. I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the video I'm watching is uh, like a bunch of guys dressed like Ned Flanders, but just going nuts on the instrument. (laughs) Oh, I'm busy. Oh, okay. I get it. That's, uh, that's, that's entertaining. <laughs> if we ever change our theme song to the podcast, I think we need to ask them if we can use one of their songs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so there we go. That was uh, my contribution. That was, was not- the, the Ned Flanders hard rock band, the Oakley Dopleys. <laughs> Genius. I like it. I can dig that. I'm not sure I'm digging this. No? The more I drink it, the less I like it. I it think. still smells awful. <laughs> awful. Which is uh, unfortunate. So you should drink it faster so I don't smell it anymore. Just plug <laughs> your nose and go down. I mean, that make it go down. Way. Oh, no, I can finish drinking it, but um, I'm not sure I'm crazy about it. But I like this one a lot better than the last one. The last one was mm-hmm. utterly foul. Well, yeah. it wasn't foul. It was just... I think boring. it's too sweet is what's bothering me. I think the, the sweetness of it. This one? Yeah. It is a little sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But it's taste isn't bad. I think it's just the sweetness of it that's getting to me. Not but. the best. So what else are we supposed yeah. to be talking about today? Wasn't there a, didn't wasn't didn't you have an idea earlier, Rick, that we were supposed to talk about something? Did I? Visit something on the podcast? Yeah, you said something over I was over we group can, chat. Well, that I we did. talked about the UA. Yeah, no, I think that was it. I we can talk about how fact. George Decay got exonerated from molesting a man in the eighties. I'm really excited about this. He molested him in the eighties. Yeah. So George Decay was accused of sexual assault. Oh my! Um, <laughs> if I can find the article, um, but basically the guy, the guy, I have his name. It's Summer something Scranton. Yeah. Um, and. Basically, he said that he was out dancing with George Takei. He had something to drink. He started to feel dizzy. Um, George took him home to help him sober up, and he passed out. And then George, he woke up with George taking off his clothes and grabbing his crotch and rubbing him up and down and trying to kiss him. Guy says, I don't want this. You need to stop. George Takei says, don't go. And he's like, I have to go. He's like, you're not in any condition to drive. You should stay here. You'll like it. I promise. He's like... No, I don't want to go. And so this was heartbreaking for all of us who love George Takei because, you know, there's like, it's kind of like I'm still I'm still processing Morgan Freeman. So let's not go there right now. <laughs> um, but basically, George Takei denied it. He goes, I don't remember this guy. I don't remember this event. I'm I, I'm not going to yeah. No, This isn't me. And this all came out during yeah. the Harvey Weinstein like 
yeah, huge oh, yeah. expose. Yeah. Um, who is going to jail? Who is, yeah. going, is going to, to jail? jail? Um, bad men go to jail, guys. Only, uh, only for a little while because yeah. he's rich. But anyway, so uh, recently a, a new article was released that the guy had potentially made up the whole story. Um, so someone reviewed all of the research done on this. Um, basically, he the guy went after, in the 80s to get a toxicology report, which came back negative. There's nothing in his urine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He changed his story several times and then recently has said, you know, he may that may not have happened, actually. And that's the keyword. It may not have actually happened. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge sigh of relief in the fandom because we're like, oh, thank God George Takei is not a creepy asshole. But that but it's still a little weird mm-hmm. that someone would go and. Make up a story. Do I have an old fashioned attitude in saying if if you have a celebrity where something, maybe an incident like that happened once, you can look at it and say, okay, that was like a slip up in judgment. But if somebody has a pattern, it's a different thing. Like, like I I could see looking at somebody and saying, I'm still going to be a fan of them, even though they had this one incident and it was unfortunate. Well, see, As opposed to somebody who the, has lots and lots of people coming the, out the, saying the that. The issue that com- it comes down to is that well, there's only one incident that we know about, but that means there could be many more because the culture of oh, the times right, was yeah. that it was hush-hush. Okay. Um, just like the, the things that Jeffrey Tambor's being accused of just came into light, and he's Ugh. been doing it for years. Yeah, that sucks, man. What did he do? He sexually assaulted his re- castmates. I just recently <laughs> had, to, I had a reason to look this up. The, um, the phenomena that you're talking about is called, it's a math thing, it's called Bayes' uh, theorem. Yeah. And, it, and Bayes' theorem says that the probability that something happened given the probability of something else happening. So the classic example is um, if a, a disease has a, has a uh, 0.1% chance of affecting people. And the test for the disease has a 99% success rate. Then if you take the test one time and get a positive ch- positive result, yeah. you don't have a 99% chance of having the disease. You only have a 9% chance of having the disease. Because it's the, the possibility that you have the disease and that you get a positive result. Oh. Now, if you take a second test hmm. and get a positive result the second time, then your chances of having the disease and a positive test result twice increases to 91%. Huh. Okay. So so the, there's a couple things going on here. So if one person accuses you of a sexual misconduct... There's the chance that there's two things going on. There's the chance that you did it to some probability and the chance that they're going to report it. That that combined is very low. But if two people do it, it drastically increases the chances that you've done it. And if three people do it, even right. more and even more. Right. Because you have to think of them as false positive tests. Uh, combined with the fact that with the chance that you actually did it so if 16 people come forward and say that something has happened the chances are that probably happened because you're not going to have that many false positive tests 
and those things not have happened. I don't know if I like this idea, though, because it gives the a possibility of, let's say there was somebody who did a one-time, you know, rape somebody once. I mean, that creates, doesn't that create the sense that when the person reports it, that uh, it creates, an, you know, the idea that, well, this is, I mean, am I misunderstanding it? It's, it sounds like that would make that person not so credible. Uh, it's not that it doesn't make the person credible. It's that you have to take it with a grain of salt. Is that if one person makes one accusation and they're the only ones that do it, right. you, have to, you have to think, well, you know, you have to make a judgment call. Of course it could be the, the black swan. It could be the extreme event. Right. But if two people come forward the chances greatly increase that it did happen. Okay. Because just like any other any other test of, of truth, even if it's only got a certain percentage op- opportunity to be correct, greatly increases when you have two two events. Okay. It's a very clearly documented mathematical phenomenon that deals with dealing with statistics. So yeah, so basically, the point is uh, in this not is not to use it to determine the the innocence or guilt of somebody, but just to discuss the probability that once you have a second person, there's quite the gap between one accusation and two. Right. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. I get it. Yeah. So like when one That's, came. Oh no. Go ahead. I was say, so like when one came out for about Morgan Freeman. And everyone was like, no, it can't be. And then seven more people came out, you know, within a day or two later. Right. Yeah. Ta-da. Yep. I guess that I'm not ready to talk about Morgan Freeman yet. Neither am I, man. That's depressing. I know. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm not that invested. I'm not either, but I don't like... I mean, I liked him as a bunch of his stuff, but... Yeah. I grew up with him. Like, all my favorite movies have Morgan Freeman in some way. You grew up in the 90s, which that was Morgan... That was the decade of Morgan Freeman. Yeah. It's not so much... Oh, go ahead. Don't confuse him as a person with his ability to act. No, I know that, but here's... I mean, mean, think about it. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi beat his wife. Well, she was kind of a bitch. <laughs> oh my God, Rick, go to your room. Go to your I mean, room. And she's only one person saying that it happened, so the chances that it really happened are very small. But, but, um. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. But, but the thing is, the thing is, is that he's not known for his violence, his his activism against violence against women. He's known for his his other uh, his other activism, and it doesn't diminish his other activism because he beat his wife. It might diminish him as a person, yeah. but it doesn't diminish the work that he's done. Yeah. So Morgan well. Freeman can you can be you can be a fan of Morgan Freeman's work and think he's a scum. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, it's hard to it's hard it's, to reconcile hard those to two separate things. Separate them, like when Johnny Depp came out as being kind of an asshole. Like every time I watch a Johnny Depp movie, I'm just like, God, that guy's a dick. God, that guy's a dick. God, that guy's a dick. And I can't like pull those two apart very well. For what, me. what gets me about Morgan Freeman is he is, um, he's a. I'm a huge fan of Arthur C. Clarke, and apparently so is he, to the point where I, I guess he's purchased the rights to Rendezvous to Ram, Rendezvous with Rama. No, they've the been book. trying to make that movie since it was written. I know, and he keeps basically it's him saying this is not going to be good enough. He's not he's not letting second rate he's not going to let a second rate adaptation come into existence. It's going to be like first rate all the way yeah. if it happens. 
And so I don't know. From to my mind, all of his acting and stuff is how he's a great actor, obviously. But it's just it's, I've always kind of admired the fact that he's he's such a fan of Arthur C. Clarke that he's willing to actually you know put his own money down on this and say, hey, no, we're not. This is never going to be made. I own it as a film unless mm-hmm. I get the right people, the right script, and it's made the way that it should be made. Hmm. And that's I, that's pretty amazing. Somebody to throw down that much money just to make sure something is artistically, you know brought to the screen well the way done. it should be yeah. yeah and that's a great book i don't know if you guys have ever read it but it's um not in a very long I've, time i've read it it's very good yeah yeah and so i don't know for me personally just on just for that reason alone i just kinda... i don't think i've read it since the early to mid 90s so i don't remember any of it yeah. really <laughs> it's been been a few years for me too. i didn't know that was a book <laughs> that's just me but you're one of them millennials <laughs> Go back to your avocado I'm toast. A Gen Y. <laughs> What's Thank wrong you with fucking much. avocado <laughs> toast? Don't you love that 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 complaint about uh, you know the millennials are horrible because their avocado toast is like yeah that's an incredibly no. healthy thing to eat. No, it's <laughs> it's a very normal thing. You go to any place where there's like more than one Mexican hanging out in the corner, mm-hmm. they're gonna have fucking avocado toast. It's like that's that. It comes with everything in like Mexico. It's yeah, like, hey, yeah but avocados grow in Mexico. They don't grow yes. in Northwest. And Mexico. they grow huge. You know the little tiny cheesy little avocados we get? Yeah. Mexico, they're like this. Yeah. They're fucking huge. So about the size yeah. of a football, according to Jeff. Yes, about the size of a football. <laughs> they're fucking huge. And they're awesome. As Jeff gets older, they will get bigger. <laughs> no, that's my prostate. <laughs> well, it, 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 that's his that's his scrotum. He's got the old man balls. Oh, oh. So I like how you did that right in the camera. So your your head was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Old bad boys. <laughs> nice avocados. But, but like, it's, it gets me kind of irritated that people are complaining about things like avocados. Because you know, so I work with folks who are below the poverty line on a regular basis. Like people who have zero income are relying on the state and federal government to take care of them, and they're trying their best. And then they go out and spend when they get money, they go and buy get their get new nails or they get a new cell phone. And people just complain like, well, you should be looking for work and doing other things and not spending money on stuff. It's like, but these are the one few luxuries that these people are allowed yeah, to have yeah. in their life. Yeah. So when I think about my fucking avocado toast, mm-hmm. I can't afford a house. I can barely afford my car. I'm going to have a kid. Got to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Um, I have nothing in my savings account because everything is so fucking expensive. I want to go and get my avocado toast. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy my life because, God damn it, I might have maybe 60 years left. It's, it reminds me of people who say, you know, don't give money to people on the streets because they're just going to use it for alcohol. It's like, you think? I you would. Know, I would. I know. Use, that's what I'm going to use my money for. Yeah. I don't even live Pretty on the much. streets. And that's what I'm using my money for. I mean, I, I mean, bought like $30 worth of beer and, and yeah. I still have $60 <laughs> worth of alcohol in the I, car. If I could carry bottles of whiskey in my wallet, I'd just give them a bottle of whiskey. I'd be like, cut out the middleman. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. And so it's. Like, Stolies or Jameson? Like, there are people who are fiscally irresponsible and. Those people do exist, and they probably should not be going out and buying, you know, the Lexus of whatever. But honestly, mm-hmm. we need to remember that humans are humans, and they need to enjoy their life, yeah, and yeah. they need to be able to have fun, and they need to be able to care for their families, and that enjoys that that involves um, taking care of your well-being. And so, when people are like they just spend money on avocado toast, but they can't afford a house, it's like fuck yeah, because I can spend three bucks on an avocado and a piece of toast, but I cannot get seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for a one-bedroom home. 
in the ghetto. I am sorry. Yeah, no kidding. Well, the Fuckers. thing is, is the next time that somebody says that to you, you should actually just figure out how many pieces of avocado toast you would have to, uh, you would have to go without. How about you do that math for me? You can and do then, that math for me. So they'd be like, well, you know, of course you can't buy a home because you're buying avocado toast all the time. I'm like, it, I would have to buy avocado toast every single day for 367 years and be seven people. <laughs> in order to save up enough money from my avocado toast to buy a fucking house, you idiot. Did you really just do the math right there? I am so pleased with these numbers. <laughs> you guys I just talking. made those numbers up, by oh, the way. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm gonna use that though from now on. Yeah. Then when they're like you can't Another afford a house because you're buying avocado toast. No, I can't afford a house because you fucked up the market, you stupid asshole. Plus, what tastes I better, can't... your house or avocado toast? I'm voting avocado toast. I was gonna say okay. I can have a, I can have a future house when I'm dead and gone, or I can have avocado toast now. Yeah. I mean, which one am I gonna choose? I'm gonna choose the avocado toast. Why? Because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. It's something I, I listen to like uh, a lot of podcasts from a lot of people that live in LA, and uh, uh, um, like Greg Proops is always going to the East Coast, and he's always like. All the comedians that live over there and, like, actors and the the people that he meets over there are always like, what's with this avocado on bread? That's just weird. What the fuck is that? And, of course, in California, it's a lot like Mexico. Eh, fuck yeah, you get avocado toast everywhere. So it's not just, like, a millennial thing. It's, it's, it's just it, where there's not a lot of avocados, people don't know what to do with avocados. I think that's generally what it is. I mean, how many avocados do you have in Sweden? They must be like $17 a piece. No, no. It's a vegetable, so it's really cheap. Oh, nice. I mean, they do get they do get more expensive when it's not technically avocado season. Yeah. Um, because Cause it takes a lot to ship avocado, those fucking things. It's always avocado season somewhere. Yeah, true enough. But Wouldn't avocados so be we, a fruit? We do pay a little bit more in off-season. But They're in, I think in Spanish they are a fruit. Okay. But... Vegetable, fruits and vegetables, raw fruits and vegetables are really cheap here because they're really healthy for you. That should that's that's the way it's whereas, supposed to be. Yeah. Whereas processed processed foods and meats, especially beef, um, beef. and pack prepackaged foods are really expensive. So As if you that, want to have avocado toast, if you want to have avocado toast, it costs you almost nothing to eat that every day. But That's awesome. if you want to have macaroni and cheese from a box, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. I could literally eat an avocado a day. I love mm, fucking avocados. so good. And back when I was uh, lived in southern Oregon, like this is the early 90s, um, they got a lot of that avocado kind of layover, or, you know, uh, overflow from uh, California because we're like 11 miles from California. And uh, they were super cheap. So that's I would buy a shit ton of avocado and a loaf of bread and some mayo, and that would just have mayo avocado sandwiches all the time. They're the best things fucking ever. A little bit of salt, a little oh, bit of God, pepper. I'm going to have to go get, buy some avocados now. Fucking good stuff. And get some toast to put it on. Well, you can't. You could buy pre-toasted toast, but it's not very good. No. Well, actually... Bree, I wanted to I wanted to go back to what you were saying. You were talking about people that come into your work and then they they spend what little money they have on on their nails or or a nice phone or, or something like that. And I actually was having a conversation. A a really good friend of mine is the the head of the, the his local political party here in the in in the city. 
And we were having that discussion on the train the other day to work. And I made relatively the same comment is that he was making a complaint about how um, people use their social welfare money to buy nice jackets and things like that. And he was yeah. complaining about why don't they buy a functional jacket as opposed to a nice one. And, then, and, and I looked at him straight in the face and I said, because human dignity has a value. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he was like, well, and he didn't really understand it at the moment. I was like, well, human dignity has value. Um, you, as a person that has a relatively good income, you don't buy the cheapest, most efficient shoes. You buy the ones that make you feel good because you can afford it. Well, that has value, and it has value to people that are poor as well. And it's not just the fact that you have wealth that you can afford that. Is that when people have money, they also have to have dignity. Yeah. I don't like and it. And it's not it's not <laughs> fair. It's not fair or or moral to say somebody isn't allowed to afford self worth. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have no dignity is really what I'm getting to. So <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I'll buy the cheapest fucking no, shoes I possibly can. You're also can. in no danger yeah. of anybody yeah. saying that you have really nice fingernails. That's, so, there's that too. There's that too. Yeah. I have to go get another beer. I'll be right back. Damn it. Mm. Why aren't the beers like right next to you? Because the fridge is in the other room and it's hot as fuck right now. In Sweden? Yeah, it's stupid hot. Yeah. How like how hot 30, is it? It's it's like thirty three degrees right now. Really? Jesus Christ! Wait, wow. thirty degrees. Hold That's on. like ninety five. Let me Google this. It's fucking hot as balls. Yeah. Three Celsius to Fahrenheit is officially ninety one point four degrees. There you go. I was oh my god! You... Uh, it's not it's not ninety one point four, but it feels like it. Yeah. That's what my my calculator it, says. It is gonna. It, it is supposed to get up to thirty degrees on Sunday. Oh wow! I think uh, this Sunday uh, for us it's going to get to like twenty seven. So that's the problem with Celsius is when you try to exaggerate, it doesn't sound that impressive. It's like thirty three degrees here. It does for somebody who knows. But I do have to get another beer, so I'll be right back. I okay. mean, like you you go to places like in the Middle East where it gets like forty forty five. Yeah, that's fucking hot. I know it just doesn't sound. But you know. <laughs> But then no, again, it's the reverse for them. We get to like it. They're like, you know, during the winter here, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's 35 degrees. They're like, fuck, really? Yeah. <laughs> How do you live? <laughs> so It's negative 15 here. And yeah. And if you say, oh, yeah, it's 95 here. They're like, you shouldn't be alive. <laughs> That's like the sun. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I like the metric system and Celsius a lot better because it makes more sense. It does. It's much more logical that things freeze at zero degrees temperature yeah. than at 32. I, I am perpetually amazed. I am amazed every year that we go in the U.S. And it's like, this, that's not even like a liberal conservative thing, which is usually the problem. You know, for no, it's across the board. Done. Everyone's just too lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and it's, and it's kind of creeped into our system a little bit. It's like you have two liters of pop, you know, or you have like occasionally there's a thing here. You know there. what really helps? What? You know what really helps? The, uh, uh, drug trafficking. That's the, one of the reasons I know, uh, like a kilo and all that. Well, no. was because you know yeah, yeah. marijuana and stuff back in but, the day. But leave it to you know. 
leave it leave it to drug What's dealers. What's a gram? It's enough to smoke. Fuck it. No, no, but leave it <laughs> leave it to drug dealers to mix. It's like how many grams in an ounce? Well, they're kind of forced to because all the places that, that stuff comes from. Yeah. Is generally from countries that have the metric system, right? Right. But uh, so yeah, cocaine I think really started that. I think that's where we need to start with the illegal drugs. We need to get them converted to the to the, to the metric system first. No, they're already in the metric system, and then system. it'll just trickle down to everything yeah. else, right? Oh, it's trickled down economics. That <laughs> yeah, worked really well. It's trickled down, down measurement systems. And boys, his <laughs> boys. That's right. But no, I, I got very used to it. I'm sure Dave's getting very used to it, and he's probably very used to it. Doesn't, yeah, I'm doesn't just, the mili- our military use metric most of the? Do they? Uh, in in distance, they use meters and kilometers. Yeah, but they they use Fahrenheit for. Heat. Yeah, see, it's weird. It's yeah. like we're we're we. But mix. that's a different unit unit of measurement. It's not uh, me, uh, metric. Is more about distance and. And things like that, <laughs> Sorry. but yeah, right. It, well, the, yeah, the metric is distance and weights yeah. and and things like that. And so yeah, Celsius is just Celsius and then there's Fahrenheit. But yeah, right. But I know what fathoms. We should just Kelvin. all go to fathoms. <laughs> fathoms. <laughs> We're gonna use fathoms from now on. What are what other measurement systems are out there? We've got you know the. What do they call that? What do we call the one that we use in the U.S.? The um, empirical. It's Empi- empirical. That's right. That's right. Yeah, imperial. And then uh, empirical. Empirical. Which it's there's nothing empirical about it. But is it empirical what? or imperial? I thought it was imperial because it came from the from the royal. Yeah, the royal arm or something. Yeah. Like that. Now I have to look it up. You've made me doubt. It's a, well, empirical means based on your observable, like on an observable phenomenon. That's like an adjective. But here I go, all grammar Nazi. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I really don't know. I think this is in, why we need callers. I think it's imperial, but I could be wrong. But anyways, what other measure? I might be wrong. What other measurement systems are out there? Are there other ones? No, there's different calendars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. It's, Lots it's, of different calendars. It's, right. It's imperial, as in like an empire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes right. Sense. Because they based everything on like the like the king, like how far he walks and. You know, five seconds was a yard. That was or a yard, yeah. yeah. And then, like, his, like, I that. think it was like from his elbow to his wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. the foot, <laughs> or maybe it was his foot? I don't fucking know. But how how ego driven does everything have thing. to be for for? Yeah, that's that's just nuts. And then there, where there was the, uh, um, uh, what did they use? Like uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago in like the the Middle East and stuff. Like the yeah. there was uh, the the. The rule of thumb is yeah. actually is actually the um, about uh, from your your first knuckle to the end of your thumb. Yeah, is supposed to be like roughly one inch. So that was the rule of thumb for oh. tailors, which is where rule of thumb actually comes from. The I've, myth is where the, yeah, the, yeah. it couldn't be bigger than your thumb, and you can beat your wife with it. That's a right. utter myth. Right. It's actually it comes from uh, a tailor's yeah. and seamstresses. Yeah, yeah. Interesting is where the rule of thumb comes from. But no, there was something in the Middle East where they had uh, it was like the length of uh, uh, someone's finger. It was like the Im- imperial system where it was the length of uh, one of the sultan's fingers was like that was their measurement. Oh, or uh, maybe it wasn't sultan. It was a, uh, a, a cubit. A cubit. Yeah, there was a bunch of different there we go. stuff. And I don't yeah. know. 
I, I have a friend who works in. Um, he's at. Uh, he's been at Western or Western at uh, University of Washington in their uh, climate science uh, department mm-hmm. for several decades, actually. And he's. Um, I, I was kind of surprised once he made the argument that um, for for them. The uh, the imperial system is better because it has a a longer range of of measurements, you know, when it comes to temperatures. Oh, and so for them, it's like it feels a little more precise to have that, you know, this this bigger mm-hmm. spread of of the actual measurements. But it's hot, it's cold, like, wet, dry. Get the fuck used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But uh, I, it, to me, I, so that seems irrelevant. It, it would seem like if you were in any any area of science, you would want something that was a little more scientifically. You, you know, know the, the 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 best meteorologic meteorological oh instrument. Boy. I I, I, <laughs> I was, uh, that was almost down. a three dollar word. I think I made that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, instrument that they have in idaho is that rock you find in gift shops it says if rock is wet it's raining if rock is dry it's it's dry if if rock is bright if you could see rock it's sunny it's day it, it's just the stupidest fucking but you'll see it in almost every single house in idaho yeah. i think they give that one to is you. the that is the epitome that is the pinnacle of humor for uh, idahoans i think i think that's what they're called Bice- Ida- idahoan yeah idahoes Idaho's? Uh, no, you you ain't the hose. Idaho's. <laughs> She's the one with the bun in the oven, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense to me either. I didn't yeah. think about this. Right <laughs> well, I guess I kind of was hoeing, but I was hoeing with a person I'm in a monogamous relationship with. So. Yeah, so you're, yeah not really a hoe. Not really no. a hoe. No. Yeah. I, I did hoe for a while, though. Not, not like professionally, but... See, there, I, I, there was a wild time I, in my life. I am much more of the hoe here because I have actually spooned with him and grabbed his junk. So <laughs> I think you cuddled with Brandon too. I've cuddled with Brandon. I am yeah. I'm such a fucking whore. I'm so proud that you I am a prostitute. I would be a prostitute if I charged. It's true. So That's really I'm just kind of a, a trailer trash, you know, Jeff, you sperm burp and gutter slut. You would have been the most least successful prostitute in the history of prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have. Like, you couldn't even pay to give it away. Wow. Jeez. Damn. <laughs> nice. like, you're out there like trying to pick up hookers and they're like, honey, you couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> That's probably true. Man, this is getting brutal. Well, I mean, it's opposite of where we were going. I mean, this I was about to say when you got to talk about weather. Yeah. Um, this is the most academic podcast I've been on in a long time. And yeah. now we're talking about hoeing. So I'm glad we're back on pace. We're back on track now. We're back to beer plus three. We're basic beer plus three. I'm just excited that one of my math theorems came in useful in conversation. Finally. I know. I know. Like, I waited my whole life for this. <laughs> I don't know about your whole life, but since you learned it till now, I'm sure. Yeah. No, when he was a kid, he goes, someday I'm going to be on a podcast. I don't know what that means yet, but. <laughs> oh. So we try one more beer and then call it. Uh, yeah. Podcast. Well, did we did we actually officially rate the Sosus Vly, whatever, however you pronounce that? Um, I'm it's very flandery. I'm going to give it a two. I hate to do that. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a zero because it smells so bad. (laughs) Like, it is bad. Dave, you have no idea. It is bad. It is so bad. It's horrible. (laughs) 
It does smell like... Um, like fermented fish guts. It's no, no, no. It's not that bad. It's more like uh, that sweaty, vinegary smell that some people get when they sweat too much. It's like this vinegary thing. That's what it smells like. A yeah, little... I got. I know. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say like Dave sweat, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember smelling your shoes. Holy shit! They would stink up an entire room of the house. He would go uh, dancing at night. Or go just like go swing dancing, and yeah. and yeah. he would come home, take those shoes off. I would pass out halfway down the stairs. It was fucking terrible. What this on earth were, much better. were you doing with your feet, Dave? They just stank. I had a, I had a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I had a fungus. At least you're brave enough to admit it. Hallelujah. Sounds like a. Uh, Sounds like a blog. I had a, uh, it's, it's it's a new vlog. Yeah. Nobody's gonna watch it. It comes in smell. Well, I mean, yeah, it mm. is it is what it is. I mean, I, technically, mm. it was probably just in one. It was more like a fungi. <laughs> well, you are a fungi. Wow. I am a fungi. It's not bad. It's really good. Way to go, Ten Pin Brewing. Your gutter ball hazy pale ale. Knocking it out the park. You just mixed the uh, sports there. <laughs> it's okay. If you're playing bowling and you're knocking it out of the park, you've done something wrong. <laughs> That's why I got kicked out of tennis, because I was knocking it out of the park. But No, I really got kicked out of tennis. I hated tennis. Well, I joined tennis. Well, my, my parents, my dad especially, you know, I was, I was the drama geek. And my dad thought it was too girly, so he was like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Oh, why don't you do manly stuff? What kind of stuff? And I'm like, um, I'm sorry. I um, <laughs> get naked with women, have them put makeup on me, and go dance with them. <laughs> How is that not manly? And I just didn't understand because I thought I was awesome. Yeah. You're awesome. And uh, my dad was like, why don't you try wrestling? And I was like, well, do you really want me to put on tights and, and wrestle around with another boy with tights on? <laughs> on a mat? And then he went, well, maybe not wrestling. And so he was like, how about tennis? That's kind of in between those two. And so I was like, okay, I'll, just, I'll go for tennis. And I went for tennis because my buddy Matt was in tennis. Because tennis, tennis is the hybrid between drama and wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, I never said my dad was incredibly intelligent or, you wow. know. But you guys had a really creative sports program. <laughs> we did. We had a gym for every sport. It was wonderful. Did you have to do a soliloquy after every every point? Well, no. I I, uh, I I lost every match I tried to play. Oh. I was terrible at tennis. The only thing I could do really well was serve, but mm -hmm. I still lost. So, yeah. Um, I I was just fucking terrible. So I just started being a dick, and every <laughs> time because our uh, our tennis courts had really high fences. But they were right on the corner of two uh, on the corner of two roads. Yeah, and then like the high school was kind of behind us on two sides, and there was roads on two sides. Yeah. So all I would do is after playing a practice match, like wham, I would just hit that fucker right out of the park. <laughs> it would go flying. Swamin, go pick up that ball. I'm like, okay. And I would walk two blocks down the road because those things, those fuckers bounce. They do. Yeah. And <laughs> 
yes, so I'd do. go two blocks down the road, finally find the ball, come back. He'd yell at me, and then I would just do it again. So, like, out of tennis practice, like the two hours of tennis practice we did, I'd get like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, so eventually it was like, Jeff, swap it, get out of here. Stop. I don't want you around. Get out of here. I'm like, okay. Next practice, so, no makeup. Uh, I wasn't invited back. And then my parents were like, why are you home so early? I got kicked out of tennis. <laughs> Jeff, what did you do? Well, you remember that scene in, in Bachelor Party? <laughs> <laughs> and then they went, oh. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, I did the same thing in band. I hated band. I was playing the trombone. You played the trombone? Yes. That's awesome. I was a totally a boner. He was a tromboner. Uh, I was just really... People are tromboners. That's why we're friends. I'm, I'm, I, that's not the reason we're friends. I like you as a human being. That's the reason we're friends. Not because I poorly played an instrument that should not exist on this planet. They're so much fun. You can go... <laughs> which is the only thing I could do on it. So what did Jeff do every band practice? <laughs> So, and then, of course, I was fidgeting around and being my own Jeff self. And finally, the guy, Swapman, get out of here. Because I had to be called Swapman. Because, the, uh, the tennis coach was the band. <laughs> the <laughs> they all sounded the same. They all sounded. Whenever it came to Swapman, get out of here. It, it all sounded the same. the same guy. It, was, oh it is God. tennis jacket, his right. tennis shorts, right. like directing the band. <laughs> Did you start like in middle school or what? I mean, uh, yeah, I think I did start in middle school and then, um, because <laughs> we had the like middle school electives, we had a bunch of those for some reason, yeah, like in seventh and eighth grade. So we go to the high school to take these electives, yeah. And Jeff's thinking, like, well, I should take easy shit because this is like an easy A at some point. <laughs> so I took. Oh, what is this? Muscles off the coast of Seattle test positive for opioids. Sweet. I'm totally having muscles tonight. <laughs> um, Just had to interrupt, sorry. Are they muscle relaxers? Oh, oh, no. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, um, I took all the electives. I took like um, uh, I took woodshop, which sucked ass. So I didn't want to oh. take any of the manly stuff again. Yeah. So I ended up taking architecture and uh, um, uh, home ec. <laughs> I took home ec twice because it was so much fun. Yeah. Not only did you get to eat. But you got to cook. Yeah. And, of course, Jeff did the laziest fucking cooking he could, so I just made candy. <laughs> and everyone loved it, including the teacher, so I always kind of... Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of where we started there. But, no, in high school, I got kicked out of band. You, you know what I out. never got kicked out of? Oh, yeah, they kicked me. They oh, I was. I thought, I thought you My parents it. were livid because they had to, like, pay for this trombone. They had to, you know, they had to pay for shit, and we were not rich. So, yeah. you know... I feel bad now, but it's a funny story. Fucking, I I, um, I left band when they started the in with the marching. Yeah, it's too much fucking exercise. <laughs> I used to play. I was I started. <laughs> I'm a D and D geek. No, no, Fuck no. This. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, that's part of it. That is actually part of it. I'd much rather go play D and D than fucking Question. play band. I was the drum major. I led the band. The end. I was in the choir. There's no such fucking thing as a marching choir. <laughs> <laughs> no, like 
most physical thing we had to do is not lock the knees. Like that was it. That was what we, yeah. Don't lock the knees. Well, yeah. I, I was always that one asshole in the back row that does. Yep. Yeah, no, no. One of our drummers did that. So we were performing at UW, mm-hmm. and the number one rule: do not fucking lock your knees. And what does our drummer do? Who, our drummer's a fairly was a fairly experienced. Like this is probably his fourth or fifth year marching. Locks his knees with the tom toms, so the set of four drums. And just face plants, tom-toms and everything into the ground because he has passed out because he had locked his goddamn knees in 90-degree weather. <laughs> Dumbass. Nice. God, Chad. Yeah, Chad. First of all, Chad. 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 <laughs> Chad. Was, his, was, he, uh, was Chad. He, he a hanging Chad? <laughs> I don't know that joke. Uh, uh, do you no. know he liked Ke- Legos a that's, lot? That's way. That's like ten years too. The late Kevin and Daves would call a truce for a while if it would mean they could kill all the chads. <laughs> that's that, that's the summit. It's the Chad summit for the Kevin and Daves. Yeah, I was in um, I was in band for several years, like in in grade school and middle school and high school. But when the marching thing started. I, love I hated it. Oh, I hate it. I love it. marching so much. But I originally played I trumpet. I originally played trumpet, which would have been easy to march with. Well, that's why I don't like you, because you're a trumpet player. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I come from a trumpet player. <laughs> Quite literally. I do. I came from his balls. <laughs> See? <laughs> that's <Trombone>. great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I actually sat. I actually used to f- trade first seat in band in the trump with the trumpet with the guy who was Nirvana's first drummer. Yeah, and uh, he hated my guts. He was like, "That's because you're a trumpet player." He was no. He was really cool, and I was Mister Nerdy, and we kept sw- we kept booting each other out of the first seat over and over again. What does that mean, first seat? First okay. seat. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, Sorry. I'm, I'm a band Remember, player. I got kicked out of band. Okay. Before so we in... can start marching or even playing anything. So in a band, walk, 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 you have trombones in the back, always. Um, yeah, no. So you have multiple people in each section, We're right? the tallest. Yeah. You are the tallest. They're always the tallest. They're always the tallest. And then the, tr- the two butt players are all these tiny little cheerleader girls. I never understood that, how that happened. Um, but so you have multiple people in each section, right? So like I was first chair clarinet. That means you were the highest performing musician. So you got all the highest performing parts. So like yeah. you got the harder music. You got the more, yeah. you got basically more of the music. You got more of the solos. And you compete with each other to get. This is why I've never heard of this because I was terrible. Right. Yeah. So you compete with each other to get that. So the first three of any, of any section would always compete with each other because being the first meant you were the best. Yeah. So literally what it was, it was a giant so peeing contest. The guy his name was Dave Foster. He used to he used to be he and I were He was the fifth Beatle we or the <laughs> first Nirvana drummer. First Nirvana drummer. But he was always um he and I were always bumping each other out of the first chair, outdoing each other. And every time I bumped him out, I would have to endure a week of, like, just vicious, nasty treatment. <laughs> you know, it's funny now. Back then, I used to be really pissed off oh, about Oh, me it too. All the time. I got so mad. Yeah. I would get so mad. No, no, no. He would, like, physically, like, like punch me and stuff. Oh, no. I just I was a clarinet player, so we just pulled each other's hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That, back then, I used to get so angry. But now I think about it, I was like two trumpet players punching the shit out of That is not unusual, though, for trumpet players. Let's be real now, Rick. Well, no, but so the band the needed... Band are brutal. Yeah. And we will. have a lot of sex. Really good choir kids would help the work. <laughs> Weaker choir kids. They will fuck like, you like, up. Really Literally. <laughs> need the practices. But, uh, anyway, 
the the band needed a baritone player, and apparently the fingerings on baritone is the same as trumpet. Fingering, fingering. Except it's a, a baritone's a reed instrument, not a trumpet, not a no, mouth. No, no. Oh no, no. They are. oh They're a mouthpiece. Oh, you're talking yeah. about. I thought. See, I'm a woodwind player, so I'm like baritone. Yeah. That's a saxophone. What the fuck are you yeah. doing? And so, and and I liked everybody in the baritone section. We needed another one, and I was like, wow, this will get me out of. This will get me away from the guy who's constantly like beating the crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to go first. play drums. Yeah, so I went to baritone, and trust me, marching with a baritone, the huge yep. freaking instrument, not easy. You had to strap yourself in. Yeah, it was it uh-huh. was tough. And for me, being a little nerdy kid, it's like you know all it's my exercise. Always the little guys that carry the big my, instruments. All my exercise was rolling dice. <laughs> I was like, that was the, that was the extent of it. So I could I could I literally could not physically handle it. And I went to the band teacher and I said, I'm just I'm going to have to you know dump this class yeah i was i was the lead musician in my band my orchestra the city region city band the regional band and part of the state orchestras yeah Sorry, i, I, I was music. a drama geek that was just a, a cigarette fueled grope fest so, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I appreciate drama geeks because if it weren't for drama geeks there wouldn't be no stage band and stage band was probably my favorite most favorite thing to do was perform musicals Nice. I loved playing hmm. theater music. You, 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 your ilk performed for me while I sang. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Grease Lightning and fucking. We did do Grease. Damaged my fucking knees. Can I? Can I just add a little footnote to this story about the guy who used to always punch me or kick me and footnotes. stuff like that? And right? now, footnotes. The guy, with Rick. The guy who was the Nirvana's first drummer, like I said. And um, the irony, of course, of him being so hostile toward me is that the reason he got kicked out of the band is because he got into a fight. Got thrown. I think he got thrown into jail and missed a gig, and so the guys said, "We're done with this. Look You're off. out of the band." Yeah, so it was kind of a little bit. But um, the funny thing is, you know, it's like my son. You know, here's this guy that I always hated in high school. I was just like, "Oh, fucking, fucking, fucking hate him," you know. And it's like now my son, you know, he's like all fascinated with it. He's like, "You knew that guy?" It's like, "Yeah, I did." He's like, "Nirvana's a great band. It's really cool that you knew him." I was like, "No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. He's a douche canoe." It's like that's like one of the little ironies of the universe is it'll take people like that. My my closest claim to fame was I dated the bassist daughter from REM for a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah, she was that's great. Cool. I caught. I still like her. Michael Stipe. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's if, if Mike was here, he would have to make the Coke can reference or whatever the heck that was. What was his, what was his comment about that? Avion bottle. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I believe that was uh, that's the the um, oh, Jesus. Uh, Liam Neeson's cock is apparently legendarily gargantuan. <laughs> so it's like an Avion bottle. Well, yeah. That just changed my perspective on Liam Neeson. And on that note, <laughs> Qui Gon Jinn. There's a reason we called the big gin Qui-Gon Jinn. The leader and a half gin that we bought, that was the Qui-Gon Jinn. We called it that for years. We called it that. Yeah. I still do once in a while. Maybe maybe longer than we should have. Yeah, fuck it. You know. They're not the boss of me. He didn't even make it through one whole movie. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody really remembers who Qui-Gon Jinn is. So. I do. I do. That's because I'm also a yes, You guys are Star Wars fanatics. Speaking so. of which, why are we here right now? You should be we watching Solo, Solo, a Star Wars story. So, so, Solo, a Solo uh, story. Star, Star Wars, Wars, a Solo story. Star Wars, a so, Solo story. I have, to, I have a confession to make. <laughs> yes. 
I am not as excited for the solo story as yeah. I have been for every other Star Wars film coming out. And I don't not, know <clears throat> why. I'm not either. I'm very excited about it. I'm not only either. because I'm trying Lando. There, there yeah. Are a lot of yeah. Newspaper articles that this is really relatively common for this movie and they're most of the articles are, are talking about Star Wars fatigue. That could be it. Well, they, they say that about superheroes, too. Superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue. Yeah. But uh, what's the highest grossing film of all time now? Infinity Wars. Infinity War, which if you haven't seen it, it's, Is it it's really, actually it's a really, really good. good movie. Go now. see it. Like, I mean, you should probably watch like Thor Ragnarok, which is a really good fucking movie. And Black Panther. And Black Panther, which is really? a, a good movie. I watched movie. Thor Ragnarok, and I was utterly disgusted that I paid money to go see Well, that. no, you need it. It, it, it helps <laughs> really? you understand. It's hilarious. It, yeah. It helps you understand. The, it's, it's like it leads right into Infinity War, essentially. I It helps lead into Infinity Wars. Those are the only two movies that really lead into it. If you've seen any of the Avengers films, you're fine. Yeah, but uh, um, but this it's actually a well made film. I was really yep. really surprised. I was really pleased with that. That uh, they they the editing was absolutely phenomenal. Um, there it's basically three movies in one. Yes, it is. And they do it extremely extremely well. Which yeah. I was I was not I was expecting like you know like Age of Ultron was just a it mess. was a mess. Boners. Yeah. It was a quite a literal mess. The first one, the first Avengers film was good. Yeah. yeah. Was it great? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the reason why. But uh, it was Skeksky's, Skeksy's great. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, why I think Infinity War is so much. Oh, sorry. I didn't you off. No, go ahead. Why I think Infinity War is so much try. better than the other Avenger movies is because they actually created a well rounded bad guy there's no one dimensional bad guys that really made the movie is that you don't necessarily follow the good guys you really quote unquote it's hard not to it's hard to hate thanos they did a really good job because his logic is not flawed well, and it is. No, but... it is not flawed at all. It I don't is know, not, genocide. There is no flaw to that uh, logic. Genocide, though. That is uh, a flaw, if you want to call it that. No, but it's they... not, it's not, but his genocide is not, of course, now we're going into spoiler territory, but in, in to, to make it a little more like broad, his genocide is not pointed towards a particular, <laughs> um, know. a particular, uh, religion, race, uh, sex. It's not, it's not pointed towards anything. It's completely and utterly random. Hmm. And that's so. I don't know. I mean, I they humanize him while too. I and they extremely humanize him. It, and uh, the actor Josh Brolin does an amazing. He's job. so good. And it's so funny that he complains. He, he was talking to Mark Ruffalo before he made the movie. He's saying, "Really, should I do this movie? Should I do this movie?" He was like, "You feel like it's the most ridiculous thing you're doing ever. It's dumb. You're wearing a onesie with baseballs on your head." It's tennis balls, but whatever, and dots all over you. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then when you go and see it, it's like, wow, that actually worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like, okay, I'll say yes. And he went and did it, and, you know, he doesn't regret it, of course. But yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see uh, Deadpool 2 is really what yeah, I'm starting I'm to see. Yeah, I'm ready to see Deadpool Solo is second on my list compared to Deadpool. Did any of you guys go see A Quiet Place? Yes, I've seen I it twice. Not, I love it so I much. I want to see it so bad. You need to go see it. They're, they're having a buy one, get one free at the Regal Cinema for A Quiet Place. They are. 
go see it. Shh. I know. <laughs> no, no. Saying, okay. You're not allowed to ask for tickets. You have to just go up and stand there. I really want to see it. Because I really want to see it in a theater because I want to experience You need to see it in theater. You need to see it in theater. Do not get popcorn. Do not get popcorn, Pepsi, anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. So I went and saw it with Brandon and I had to like think about it for a week. Like I ha- I could not stop thinking about it. And then I went and saw it again with my mom about a month later and it still held up. A horror movie still held well, up. See, there's a guy at work who he and I have completely opposite taste in films. So if he utterly fucking is repulsed by a film, yeah. I need to go see it. And <laughs> the, A Quiet Place is one of those that he was just like, what? it was the dumbest fucking so stupid. Was, oh my god, I gotta go see this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> what is I've, wrong with him? It's beautiful. Um, um, here's his penultimate movie is Transformers. Uh, oh no. But not the last one. Oh. That was really dumb. The first one's really fucking The first good. one makes yeah. a lot of sense and it's really scientific. It's based in science. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like him. He's a very cool guy, but it's just like, oh, your taste in uh, movies fucking no, terrible. That's awful. Oh. No, but- I saw a movie this week that I would recommend to everybody, which is uh, called Temple. It's on Netflix right now. It's a horror movie. Temple? Yeah. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. It's a very short film. Yeah, very short. But it is intense. It is a really good film. And um, also, I watched, uh, I knocked another movie off my list called, uh, which is Panic Room. Yeah, That's sure a good movie. It. I, I like that movie. Into it. Fucking fantastic. It was a really movie. good movie. That's the one with uh, um, Jodie Foster yeah. and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck plays the bad guy in that? Oh, um, I remember. Dwight Yoakam. Dwight, yeah, I think he's one of the bad guys, but there's like a main bad guy. Oh, uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto plays the main bad guy. Yeah, and he's and great as a bad guy. Forrest except Whitaker. as Joker. He was the most dumb yeah. fucking Joker I've ever Forrest, seen in my life. Forrest Whitaker plays the bad guy who doesn't necessarily want to be a bad guy. And and then you got yeah. Kristen Stewart playing the daughter. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker was awesome in that. Yeah, that's a great movie. I, you know, yeah. maybe because I, I was a lot younger when that movie came out, but yeah. I just... It didn't I, appeal to me, and then because my first impression didn't appeal to me, I still can't bring myself to watch it. Yeah. The scene well, where Jodie you know Foster—I've had movies like that. I apologize to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I've had movies like that that didn't appeal to me when I was younger. You watch again, try them out. Okay. Yeah. Try those okay. movies out. Not not just this one, but all, okay. all those movies. Some well, run them by me first. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, we have to ask permission from Jeff. Yeah. Um, that scene, the scene though, where where the the bad guys all go downstairs, and then Jodie mm-hmm. Foster realizes, oh my god, my phone's out in the bedroom, and so they open the door and she goes out. I, my heart actually started pounding. I was like, oh shit, no, it's tension. go, it's go, tension. do it. And then you know the fact that she was taking forever to find the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I actually had to stop the film because my heart was literally like racing. I was like, oh shit, so I can't fucking handle this. You'll movie. you'll get that in in a quiet place, but yeah. for different reasons. Like this, there's there isn't. I wouldn't call it suspense. Yeah. In that film, but it's it's like man versus survival versus aliens versus interpersonal family issues. Like it's it's actually like. Really, really complex. Yeah. Um, when you think about all the different elements, and it's just basically this family just trying to live, and the opening for that film is so heartbreaking that you already like instantly are in the moment. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, the first time when I saw it opening weekend, everyone has their snacks and their popcorns. 15 minutes in, nothing. Everyone had stopping their people. No, isn't it like the first like 30 or 40 minutes is just silence? Yeah. There's no, no music. No, there's, there's no music. Nothing. There's no really? music. There's background noise. So anything that you hear in that film just gets you a little bit more like, <laughs> whew. Um, and it, it, it hits a really 
a really strong chord, especially if you are someone who has kids and love your kids. I'm looking at you, Rick, because I know you love. I know you love your. You all love your kids, but I know Rick loves his kids. But like, um, they're all choked the shit out of mine. They're they're okay. (laughs) But um, no, it it, it's it definitely like with parents I've talked to who've seen it, like it really struck a chord with them because it's like there's a there's a and this isn't going to spoil anything. I don't think. there's a line where, where the mom asks the husband, like, who are we if we can't keep them alive? Like, what, what are, why are we doing anything if we right. can't help them? Yeah. And it's just like, you think about it, you're like, holy shit, there's just so many, like, different layers of roles and thoughts. And, like, like it's complicated. It's a complicated yeah. film with a very easy plot. What did I watch that was trying to be that? It was kind of this post-apocalyptic film. There's an old movie from a few years ago called Hush. That I saw on on maybe it was available was on it. cable, and it has the exact the summary of the film is exactly the same. In a post apocalyptic world, family has to be quiet, has to make no noise in order you know in order to survive. I was like, that sounds like a movie I heard of like recently. I don't know. Maybe that was the movie I watched. It was terrible. Whatever the movie was, <laughs> yeah, it, it was didn't. fucking dumb. It as didn't fuck. Everyone made the the, the most ridiculous decisions. Um, yeah. Nobody really. I mean, it was well acted, but it was just like, uh, yeah. Well, really, the, I, that, it, it annoys me when people only make bad decisions, and you know that's the sign of a not only well, just a bad film, but especially a bad horror film. That's what I loved about the Panic Room is because when you look at the motivations and everything every character does in that movie, mm-hmm. including the bad guys, is like every single thing is like you look at that and go, "That's exactly what I would have done." Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that's like, why Die Hard is such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> And I would have written ho ho ho. Now I have a gun. <laughs> and then, and quiet. Fuck pl- yeah, you would have. <laughs> and quiet place does that too, but you throw a couple of preteens in the mix of it, hmm. and t- kids going through normal kid stuff and doing normal kid things. Yeah. And, and so, and then I also like that they brought on an actual deaf actress. And everyone on the set learned how to sign in order to talk with her yeah. and to like, so using like understanding deafness and deaf culture was a part of that film, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that was a really good highlight on, you know, getting an actor with a disability that normally would exclude them from. You know, ASL, like this. Right? I know a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I just, uh, I assumed because of your career, you would know it. Yeah, I used to manage something. the deaf and uh, hard of hearing caseload for Whatcom County. So I was quite fluent for a couple of years, but I haven't had very many deaf folks on my caseload, so I'm losing it a little bit. But I can follow a conversation to a point, and I can have basic conversation as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we are um, unfortunately. Definitely yeah, unfortunately. I have to go buy food for dinner. Yeah. So what, uh, before we do that, though, what do you think of the 10-pin gutter ball hazy pale uh, ale? It smells lovely. It I would smells give it a so four good. Too. That was a really good fucking beer. We Best agree. Beer we Who agree knew? on one. Who knew? And these guys are from Moses Lake? Yeah. Yeah, um, these guys are from Moses Lake. Way to go. Which is, uh, yeah, in uh, bumfuck Washington. Yeah, seriously. That's why I, I noticed that earlier. If and you I was want like, to drive around Moses Lake, you have to drive to Canada and back. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. That, that lake is so huge. Oh, really? That you have to drive all the way up to Canada, yeah. around the lake, and then back down into the States. Yeah. Yeah. My parents have done it like several times because they just wanted to. That's My parents are weird. They're just like, well, we're, let's, let's drive around Moses Lake. I'm like, you know there's a bridge over it, right? Three days later. Yeah, pretty much. They said they had a great time because it's like that is the middle of no fucking nowhere Canada. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like nowhere Canada. Like Highway One is so far fucking away from that place. Yeah. There's the border guard is a guy with like one of those like gates you'd see on Checkpoint Charlie, you know, <laughs> and it's just a guy in a booth. <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> he just charges. How you doing, eh? He charges. And then the, the American guard comes out just to have someone to talk to. So, you know, it's just one of those He things. charges you a quarter and you can get through. That's all, that's all he's there for. He doesn't care. No, he just needs to know, you know, what's what's down the road a ways? <laughs> Is there anything there? There's a Tim Hortons, eh? There's no Tim Hortons over here, eh? Anyway. There's nothing. Tim Hortons makes fantastic donuts. That's my final thought. They make donut fucking holes that... Are two fucking die for. What, what, do you Their mean, coffee is the best worst coffee you'll yeah. ever have. Do you mean they make donuts? The worst best coffee. They make sure. donut. They make donuts whole, as in they heal them, like emotionally. Have you? Have you? <laughs> they make donuts whole. Have you seen <laughs> my fucking safety feature? Do Mr. not dad joke. Do not hit me Here, with that phone. <laughs> Would you like to play this game? No. I don't want to play this game. It's Actual not button uh, legend from a slot machine. I used to play the physical abuse game with the first trumpeter in uh, in Aberdeen in the mid- late 1980s. So, no. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Fuck. Anyway, what's your final thoughts? I love that goddamn movie. I know. I want to see it so bad. That's my final thought. That's it's a fun. great movie. I love and, movies. And uh, how about our final thoughts from from Sweden? Uh, Swedenland. I gotta tell our listener about Bayes' theorem. I'm super excited. Yay! <laughs> like that that made my weekend. You educated the listener. Would you s- spell it? How? What is it again? B a s e b a y e s. Oh, okay. Bayes. I'm gonna look it up. And he had a theorem. He did have a theorem. He had a couple, I believe, yeah, but that right. was his most It's famous. also called Bayes' Law. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. And it completely makes sense. It does. It does actually make a lot of sense. It makes more sense if you, like, if you put, like, if you draw a diagram, because you can see, like, if if there's a one in one in a hundred chance that you have a, a disease, then you have a hundred dots and you fill in one. And then if all those people take the test and it's a 99% accurate or 90% accurate, that means 10 people will be tested positive. So what's the chance that you tested positive and you have the disease? We should have have talked about Woody Allen. No. No. Is there something? Did you see what? Woody Allen. He actually is relevant to what you just said. The uh, one of his uh, one of his children because he came out and his talk- daughter. Well, no, one of the kids came out and talked about some of the stuff. I'll, you know what? Instead of commenting his, on it, his real daughter has talked about it for a long time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Something else has come and out. His that, real son. Yeah. They've both they've both talked about what happened. Yeah. And yes, he's a fucking perfect. Oh. Well, there's other there's one of the other kids have talked about it and said some other stuff. So it's more yeah, well. I have a, I have well. a, I have a really good final thought now. Okay, Thank you, Facebook. <clears throat> Ready? Why is it called boob sweat and not humiditities? <laughs> oh my god! I'm so calling it that now. Humiditities. I got humiditities. <laughs> and on that note, 
Good night, Dave. Good, good night. Mike, Dave. Good night, Dave. <laughs> I love it when you say good night to yourself. <laughs> good night. Well, I guess that's, the thing. that's well, what if, you do, right? If anybody's about self-love, it's Dave. <laughs> I am about self-love. Oh, oh, oh. Controversy. I mean, Controversy. Good night, Kevin. Oh, shit. You're going to hell. What? Bacon! Just got real. Shit just got bacon. Okay, I'm clicking stop. And you know, speaking of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> they're coming out with a Tremors TV show starring none other than Kevin Bacon. All right. And David Sausage. Bam! No, it's a Tremors. Graboids and all that fun and games. I'm still talking Ass blasters. Ass blasters. Well, I'm no. still recording actually, but that's okay. I'll cut Ass it off. Blasters. Ass blasters. And okay. graboids. Ass blasters. I'm ending it on that. Hi, the Dilly Ho neighbor. This glorious episode of Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, Bree Edwards, and David Brown. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Those cookies were amazing. I know she put raisinets in. I know. Get awesome. I've already had two, and I had an ice cream cone. Please, I can I have a break? I can't I have any more. I was uh, protesting the idea of having sugar in Don't hurt yourself. Stop running with those. Stop running with those. Oh, man. To take a snapshot. There we go. So did anyone see that George Takei's kind of been exonerated from molesting that dude in the 80s? Wait, George Takei? Yeah, I read that. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better about the world and a little less sad about Morgan Freeman. Yeah. What about Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman was accused of sexually assaulting eight women. So the titty sprinkles joke, maybe not so funny anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was four years ago. That's Uh, true. We can get away with it. It was a different time. (laughs) It was a different era. (laughs) Titty sprinkles. It's still kind of funny. Titty sprinkles. Titty sprinkles. I'll remember the first time. You know what? I lost that... that soundboard, and I could never find it again. Yeah. Yeah. It was very sad that I could never find the Morgan Freeman soundboard. That's fine. It's, it's immortalized in episode one. Yes, it is. And that episode, I believe, is called Titty Sprinkles. It should have been called The Titty Sprinkles Episode. Was it called t- The Titty? I don't know if we Maybe it was just it Sprinkles. That. I don't know. Your face is Sprinkles. I can remember the second episode's name. I can't remember that one. What's the second episode's name? The Goobness of the Goobs. <laughs> I have no. I don't even remember where that came from. <laughs> I know exactly where that came from. Strangely enough. Oh really? <laughs> I got that plum beer. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a, you're right. I remember that now. I'm all out. So sad. I can't remember like so people's birthdays you. or anything. But I can remember a beer I had four years ago. <laughs> Everybody has to have priorities. That's right. 
What's especially impressive, considering that for those first couple episodes, we were going way off the freaking rails, way too fast. It was like we we had yet to pace ourselves. Like, yeah, we were going through uh, what uh, two full, two or three full growlers in like Jesus two hours. Yeah. What were we thinking between the three of us? I know we were trying to get like three beers into each episode, but then we were bringing growlers, so it was like we're just like pounding it back. So by the about thirty or forty minute mark, we're just like wasted and trying to like figure out. Yeah, what to do. you guys are dorks. I think I even slept in his driveway once, and I just pulled over like down the street. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm too drunk." Oh, oh, so I just, yeah. I was done. Technically, a growler is just one beer. <laughs> that is true. Generally, I don't know that the cops see it that way, though. So it's probably best just what, one beer an hour. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. That's what I tell my wife. She's, I'm, she's like, David, don't drink a whole lot tonight. You can have one glass of wine. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I didn't say it exactly like that, but it was close. <laughs> I said, And I was like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Wait, you said that to her face, looking in her eye holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and said, <laughs> so ridiculous Oh my god Those guys are genius <laughs> I wish they were hey, Ron. What's that? I, Shut up Hey, hey Ron I, uh, Hey Ron Jay uh, Quaylen Have you guys ever seen the, the episode Or the skit that they did About the guy who comes in To do the uh, the, the writing of uh, The brainstorming session For Gremlins 2 No I haven't seen that Oh my god I want to see it Derek really funny. bad he comes in. He's like, he's like this. Uh, he's just walking around the room. He's going, hey, "Come on, we just need to, we need to, you know, uh, brainstorm, come up with some crazy ideas." You know, it's like everything, everything that the people around the table are saying is ridiculous. He's going, "Come on, what, what next? Give me something." And he goes, a "Gremlin made out of electricity. Gremlin made out of electricity. I love <laughs> and it's it." All in the movie. <laughs> yeah. oh, and it, you know what's hilarious about you bringing that up? We have a game at work called mm. Gremlins. It's based on the first movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're about to move that. Bank of four machines next week, and uh, I send out meeting requests through Outlook. Yeah, and the, I always have to title them something weird. Yeah, and this one I just did the new batch, <laughs> <laughs> and you know exactly where I'm putting them right next to the security podium. <laughs> it's gonna drive them insane. It's gonna be good. Very it's nice. Like the good old rock lobster. <laughs> yes, that's in a that's in a, a, a machine as well. Hmm. It was called Riding the Wave, and it was Rock Lobster. You know, it was that whole song. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why do these things exist? <laughs> because of the B fifty twos. Because well, people have money. Aside from that. <laughs> but really, what I want to see in the world, out there in the world, right now, is a B fifty twos cover band that only does Neil Diamond songs. Oh no. <laughs> be fucking Why? awesome. No. That would be genius. <laughs> I don't like the B 52. Sweet I Caroline! I don't like <laughs> <laughs> it. would be awesome. No. I don't like.
like Neil Diamond, but I might actually go see that. Well, now I have Sweet Caroline stuck in my head. Thank you. It's only Sweet Caroline. And that's playing in my head over and over and over again. Thank you. Sweet Caroline! We buy we buy this brand of uh, barbecue sauce called Sweet Baby Rays, and that's what every time it comes out on the table. Sweet Baby Rays. Like every time I go through the car wash, I put on car wash. Working up the car wash, yeah. Because it's so funny. My my wife and my kid would I just sneak it up on them. They're usually arguing by the time we leave the store because my daughter has asked for everything in the store. We said no to half of everything that she wanted, and then now she wants to eat all the shit that we did get all at once. So my wife is kind of, and they're they're bickering back and forth, and I just like and hit the car wash. Because the beginning of it's a little long. It's like, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, there's a nice little build up to it. And then all of a sudden, car wash, yeah. It's awesome. And they both just go, ah. <laughs> I win. It's the little battles, the little battles. Yeah, that's true. You have to win. That's true. Because they win all the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we just start this? I think should we should we get just this show this. Yep, because I have on the game road. tonight and I have to go shop for dinner. You have a what? I have game tonight. Oh, okay. My one day off with my kiddo, and I have all the things I got to do. So I'm officially not in sip mode now because my child changed plan. Well, no, he wants to drive, so I guess I have to be sober all to drive. We're gonna go middle, middle ground. Don't wanna be all <laughs> by myself anymore. I'm gonna oh open God. up the. Uh, you guys haven't even had anything to drink, and you're already. Doing I am this. stone cold sober. <laughs> Five months going. I'm sorry. I know. It's worth it. No, it's not. It's not, but I'm telling you that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you have to stay sober for nine months just to bring something into the world that gives you justification to stay (laughs) drunk. (laughs) To stay drunk all the time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be a great alcoholic. One of the universe's little irons. I think I can do it. I can be. I'm a functional alcoholic. Uh, you, yeah. you, I think you and Brad will be great parents, actually. Yeah. So speaking, of I'm Brandon, a functional alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, that felt good. I thought you stepped on something. <laughs> it was the dog. Ooh, <laughs> 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 you should let, yeah. you know let the air out of your dog once in a while. Occasionally, um, we like to keep her a little inflated. 